Oh, Lord, these boys are handsome. This is the Dynasty Football Life Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dynasty Football Life, a show available to millions. We'll just leave it at that. It's available. And we are on all platforms. We are on every platform known to mankind. Uh, with me here, of course, is Jay and Ty. And without you two, I would just be here not reading anything and just saying players' names. And that's Incorrectly, it. of course. Incorrectly, yeah. That's all I'd still listen to doing. That. It'd be a pretty sad state of affairs. Uh, we have another week in the NFL and another appearance, of course, by that annoying pop culture figure that gets way too much attention, despite not even playing in the NFL. But that's enough about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he had an appearance on the Manning cast Monday night, apparently, and he uh, he was great. Yes. Okay. I didn't see it, actually. Didn't even know of his existence. Uh, and uh, guys, I don't know if you knew this, but this is our 69th episode. Nice. Wow, we are mature, eh? <laughs> yes. Edgelord. <laughs> You know what? We don't claim to be mature, so I think that's uh, to be expected. At this pace, we'll have our 420th episode in about 15 years. <laughs> yeah. well, five years we're, for 69. We're, <laughs> we're pretty consistent, but sometimes we don't record for two years. Yeah. So as long as we don't take that two-year hiatus again, we're, we'll probably hit 420 at some point. Yeah, oh, COVID that one time we didn't record for two years. Come on. Not a big deal. <laughs> well, no, we did record an episode and said, hey, we're back. Sorry for the delays. <laughs> Three episodes later, gone. Radio silence. <laughs> we were kidnapped, actually. It's a real, it's a real hero's journey. Yeah, that's quite a quite an ordeal. Some, tell, some say it's like a modern telling of Fifel goes west. <laughs> I wish I knew who that was. Fifel. I think it's Fifel. I don't know. I think it's Farfel. It's like a mouse, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a mouse. Yeah, yeah Farfel, it goes yeah, west. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into the show. What do we got here? Turn around. Every now and then, I get a little bit restless, and I dream of something wild. That's a quote from Bonnie Tyler. From her 1987 hit. She didn't say it in a People Art magazine, Dave. She sang it at the top of her lungs. Yeah, would you call that a quote? (laughs) No. Yeah. Did I? She said it, so it's a quote. Sing it, say it. I don't care how it gets out of your mouth. Honest question. All right. All right. Let's talk about football. Let's quickly talk about Oil of LA and T-Huggies. They're WR12 and WR14 and redraft ADP entering this season. Uh, you're going to find these guys typically in your top 10 uh, WR Dynasty rankings this season. Olave is WR 28. And Higgins is a whopping WR 59. Ugh. Now, I think most people will uh, believe the needle is pointing up for both of these guys the rest of the season. Or, in Spadomer, Olave's case, he's fast, eh? It was got pulled over 70 to 35, Dave. Yeah. 70 to 35. Last night, yeah, 70 to 35. Yeah. Uh, too bad Derek Carr um, doesn't value him. I'm just kidding. I just know he doesn't like to throw to him as much. He likes to check down, eh? Derek Carr's a check down. I think it's just an age thing. His He's arms. Like got to be one of the most boring quarterbacks in the NFL to watch. He is. Loves uh, check but he down. gets the job done, guys. They're having a great season with those sites. He's checking. It's, oh, good, yeah. for, it's good for Kamara and <laughs> full PPR. Tell Absolutely. you that much. Do you guys think... Olave can uh, get back to WR num- numbers and can Higgins return to WR2 numbers? And do you think there's any um, 
And you buy low appeal for these guys. So I would think there'd be a little appeal. Maybe not sex appeal, but there's appeal. I, I think in yeah. Dynasty, probably not a ton of buy low. I think, you know, they both dropped a little bit in Dynasty rankings probably, but they were both really high to begin with. Like, I think they're probably a bit, they're both a bit overvalued. I know Chris Olav was really high coming into the year, and I kind of bought into that as well. Me too. Um, and, you know, I'm still not off of it. He's he's great. I think uh, Redraft League, though, I think there's definitely some uh, some buy low appeal for both guys, really. Well, I'm selling low, so you want to make me an offer? I'm selling low. Oh, we'll talk. <laughs> we say that nothing happens. <laughs> we can't always, yeah. come to terms to anything. So, uh, <laughs> we never do. We never I mean, make a deal. I want it. Watson, in, uh, what a, uh, in our league format, and uh, he was negative 1.75 on Phil's team. Oh, Deshaun Watson, I wish I, had, uh, I wish I had given him to you. <laughs> we yeah, can talk I again. A, I put a curse on him. Uh, maybe we'll talk about him a little bit later, uh, Jay, do you have anything you want to, what do you think about Higgins? I don't really have any, even, I don't own any shares of him, so I don't really think about him too much. Uh, um, as far as, re, like, Tardy talked about Dynasty, uh, these aren't popular. People in Dynasty aren't as quick to pull the trigger on panic. Um, no. As far as re- redraft goes, I have more faith in Higgins returning to wide receiver two numbers than Olav coming up to wide receiver one numbers. Oh, really? That offense in New Orleans looks like it's going to flow through probably the checkdowns. Kamara is feasting under 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 uh, what four games now he's he's played I think three games yeah guy's been absolutely electric getting multiple multiple nine game tar- nine targets per game uh, I don't see that greatest season in Olav's future unfortunately mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm like I don't know how low are you buying him I I just don't know if he's kind of a grenade to sit on your roster I mean he's still incredibly talented he's definitely not going to get suspended by the NFL for doing thirty five and a seventy or seventy to thirty five if that's all it was. Unless he was drunk or something, I don't. There's there's nothing really there, so I'm not really worried about that. But I am worried about him and Carr connecting, um, literally and figuratively. I actually got pulled over by the cops last night. Driving too slow? No, I was wondering. Thirty-five into seventy. I saw him in my rear view. I'm like, oh, I think it's a cop. Anyway, he turned on two streets, and then he turned on the last street, which, as you know, Jay, not too many people go onto that street. And then he pulled me over as soon as I turned. Apparently, he did a random check on my plates. And they had expired, which didn't really add up. But, uh, and then he spent like uh, 45 minutes. He's like, do you have a suspended license? I'm like, no. He's like, do you have an impaired? I'm like, no. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> like they spent like 45 minutes in the car figuring it out. What a waste of time. Yeah. Very nice guy. Very young cop. I think he was like, he wanted something, he wanted something to happen. He was just, you know, itching for a, a bigger thing than expired plates. And I had nothing to give him, unfortunately. You should have given him something. for you to reach for your piece. <laughs> Yeah. And, and then so Dave started blasting. Can you give yeah. the guy something. Just just at least take a swing at him or something. You know, make their day yeah, yeah. too. You know. Yeah, my wife's going through her phone for the whole half hour while we're waiting. I think I I swear I renewed the plates. I'm like, I don't know, honey. It's your car. It's not my responsibility. <laughs> All right. Oh fuck. Anyways, uh, yeah, not nearly as bad as that. Though I believe uh, Justin Ross is in a little bit of legal trouble since we're talking about some legal troubles. A wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, for damage under 25000 or it might have been over 25000 but uh, I guess if it's over 25000 it could have been like a million. So it must have been under 25000 I didn't read the details, so I'm sure uh, it's nothing too serious. Not as serious as Olave's uh, uh, share going down by 10% after Kamara came in. Yeah, so. it did, but it's still pretty good. I mean, he had 15 right. targets last week, so I'm not... Uh, you know, not super worried about the target share for him. Um, one touchdown this year. I think there's some positive regression coming there. 
hope so, so I do expect him to you know have a better second half than first does he you know become a you know top 12 wide receiver like he drafted to probably maybe not but for Let's Higgins, just leave it at probably. Let's just leave it at probably time. Yeah, Forget about probably. the not. For Higgins, I think there's some, you know, some definite uh, turnaround potential. You know, Joe Burrow was injured to start the year. Higgins has been injured. He was kind of used as a decoy last game they played before the bye. Um, in games where where uh, Burrow was actually healthy and Higgins played the full game, he's averaging nine targets a game. That always plays. So that should turn into something a little more tangible for for fantasy value the rest of the year. Well, I guess time will tell. It's now time for another segment of Believe It or Not. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could and I yeah, we've done the segment a few times, guys. And this is a name that keeps coming up and every week. The star-studded rookie sensation, Puka Nakua. Believe this or not, he will finish at a top uh, top ten dynasty wide receiver. As a top ten dynasty receiver, one hundred percent. Jay's coming in hot at one hundred percent. Yeah, I guess you can only be at zero or one hundred percent. There's no in betweens yeah. here. It's yes or no, and yes, yeah. I, I believe it too. The reason I put Puka in the in the dock again to talk about here, you're in love. Well, yeah, he's I mean, in the dock every week, Ty. It's he's awesome. Streak. Yeah, it's fantastic. But I was just I was reading something on Twitter this week, and it was a bunch of people posting the Puka Nukua trades that are happening in their leagues, and it was you know we got him for this player for this player, and then oh. people posting screenshots of this happening every single week, and it going from. You know, week one or two, it's like, can you believe I got Jerry Judy for my Puka Nakua? Can you believe I got a second round pick for my Puka Nakua? And it keeps escalating and elevating every single week to this week where it's like, the people are like, I guess I trade Jalen Waddell for him. Like, I don't want to, but I won't feel bad. Like, and it, it's it's really gone to that point. And I think when you look at the top dynasty wide receivers, obviously, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you have AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Amon Ra, Tyreek, Wilson. Olav is kind of where I guess the point of like you probably start including Puka in that in that mm-hmm. range, right? I would think I mean, so. So he, me, yeah. he's there. He's there. He, so maybe we'll I might touch on him a little bit later too about him. But uh, and again next I mean, week, I promise you. <laughs> uh, We're becoming the, the uh, number one Puka Nakua podcast. <laughs> Puka time, sponsored by Puka Nakua. Sponsored by. Jolt Cola. But when you're in a, an elite class with these career numbers after after the first seven games, when you got when you're in there with Eddie Royal, like we're, we're gonna talk about you, you know, like come on, Eddie Royal T. I don't remember him. I, I was he a Chicago Bear at one point? Royal, Eddie Royal. Yeah, I, I want to say yes, Chicago. Bear, you want to um, say yes? We'll just say it. Anyways, when I first looked at this, I'm like. I thought it was just for this season. I'm like, who's this Eddie Royal guy? He's come out of nowhere. He's got 48. He's trying to pick him up on waivers. <laughs> I am, yeah. And then I'm trying to pick up uh, Anquan Bolden. Is he still playing? <laughs> oh, and yeah. then I saw Jamar Chase at number one. I'm like, well, I know he's not having that incredible year. So I got a little suspicious at that point. And then okay, I saw Eddie Odell did, uh... Beckham. I'm nope. like, is Beckham doing that good? He's still around. <laughs> no, this is yes. you know, all-time first seven, career seven These games. Are, uh, Eddie Royal, as a rookie, seven. was actually with uh, Denver. That's where he had his big rookie season, and then it fills it out. But he did finish his career in Chicago. Charges okay, well. well, there you go. There was some, some truth to what I said, which is all I go for is some truth. That's I think, too, I the add. question of is Cooper Cup going to hurt his 
his yeah, results. Not, and the not last is, week. No, not no. last week. Or this yeah. week, I should say. I guess we can, target share since week? Cooper Cup return now. Thirty-three percent for Puka Nakua, twenty-eight percent for Cup. Yeah, I'll take the guy that get one one third of the chairs. That's uh, that place. You love it. Jay loves to follow the throws, the catches, the passes, whatever you want to call it. They are both Last eating. They're both feeding there. Uh, Tutu, who could probably use a little food. He's a he's a small fella. <laughs> Not so much. Nine percent target share. He caught a touchdown hey, last week, but he did. He it was did. an accidental pass to him. It was a target for Cooper <laughs> Cooper Cup. Was it was an intentional grounding? And they just yeah. happened to be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are both at one hundred percent. I I'm gonna agree. I'm not gonna go against you. That's for sure. Uh, the next one here, Deshaun Watson is uh is washed up and is not gonna ever return to being a good NFL quarterback. His yes, career Dave. is all but over. Is there a question there? I feel like that's a, an accurate statement. <laughs> no, Jay, it's still a question. Just like his status in fantasy, he's got a cue. He's questionable for this coming week. I have a theory. Yeah? He he just he, he's banned from every massage parlor, and he's just tight. He's he, just needs, he just needs to get those shoulder muscles worked out. It's just a yeah. quick handy. Just just a quick quick handy. Just old-fashioned. I hate he's, to say uh, it. be truthful. I think... I think he's still he still has a lot of talent, obviously, but I just well, don't obviously think he, I don't know if it's obvious. I, he's got a guaranteed contract. I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he's just collecting his paychecks. Um, I don't think he has it enough in him to even probably even care enough to study the playbook by the look by the way he looks like he's playing. The only mm. worst possible scenario is if he was in a Ken Dorsey offense. Maybe whose offense is that? Bills. Yeah. <laughs> no, he looked. Uh, he looked terrible when he did play this week, and he didn't stay in the game long. But even when he's passing, it looks like there's probably still something wrong with the rotator cuff. But it's just oh. a weird situation because the team keeps saying, like, no, he's healthy, he'll be back, and then he keeps leaving or not coming back, not returning. It's almost like, does he even want to be out there? I don't know. But uh, Attitude problem you know, then, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. But well, uh, will he ever be a Cleveland's. good NFL quarterback again? No, I don't. doesn't look like it. Well, Cleveland is part of that group that, you know, you got Johnny Menzel. They usually typically... Bringing quarterbacks yeah. with problems. They got Nick Chubb, who's like just seems like a wonderful human being. It's a real dichotomy of a franchise there. You know, you got got a little bit of yin, a little bit of yang. Except the yang likes to rape people, so that's not as delightful. Problematic at best. Uh, speaking of problematic, Ford got hurt. He's now doubtful. So if you guys want to go out looking for the third string running back for Cleveland, uh, I don't have a name to supply either there's of you. A, there's a play. There's a play for him. Yeah. What's his just name? Can't, just can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Evans because that's the Rams. Transaction trends. I mean, Kareem Hunt looks like he'll be. Uh, oh, uh, is he still kicking around in Cleveland? He's he's a bit he's a bit banged up. Hey, he's back now. He had a couple touchdowns last week, but okay, okay. Forgive me. I didn't know. Uh, I realized he was still there. I know he was. Uh, maybe they came back. Around. They they brought him in a, a few weeks ago. Okay, good stuff. I think we covered all it right. on the podcast. Um, it's it's. Um, did you guys answer Pierre my question? Strong Jr. Oh, Strong, yes. Oh, yes, I heard about him. He's amazing. Did you guys answer my question on Watson? Jay, you were pretty... Uh, I think he's washed, yeah. Yeah. Ty, did you give a definite answer on that one? Yeah, he's washed. I guess you got to beat it around. I think he didn't really want to say it. <laughs> you don't want to beat around the bush with Watson there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's a bad human being. Uh, Quinton Johnson is the next Jalen Rigor. And to be clear, you don't want to be. Both former TCU receivers, both selected 21st overall in the NFL entry draft. Both. That's it. Just says both. Um, I want to emphasize both. Both. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
That's not good. Why 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 would you want to compare him to him to Jalen Rigor? That's just mean, guys. I think because it's accurate. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. guess that's question asked. I'm question I'm answer. worried that I, I mean, very rarely do you see a rookie wide receiver do nothing in year one and then have a good career after. Uh, Jamison Williams is another guy that I'm worried about. I think we'll talk about him a little later. Um, but he seems to be getting an uptick in targets. He hadn't played football really in two years. But Quinton Johnson, to me, has not looked very good. I still think there's a chance that he kind of pulls it out a little bit. But there were some people that were not very high on his intangibles after the draft. And his stock jumped based on landing spot. And I think we're seeing why his stock jumped based on landing spot and less to do with his, his draft profile. Are you telling me that uh, Flowers and Addison were drafted after him? The next two picks after him, yeah. Wow. That's probably what they should have done is taken either one of those two fellas. (laughs) But they're little. And Quentin Johnson's big, so I don't know the size, I guess. Size matters. May have played into it, but I think we're seeing in the NFL this year, these little quick guys are, you know, maybe the wave of the future in a way. I don't know. All right, Tywin. What, what's your um, where do you where do you land? Do you uh, is that do you believe it or or not that he's like Brigor? Going to go the yeah. way of the Brigor? Yeah, this yeah. this could this could change. You know, obviously this could change in oh, a couple well, of weeks. Sure. Like anything could happen. But as of right now, you know, six games. He has seven receptions, sixty four yards. Like he's barely been involved. And you know, Mike Williams is out. There's been injuries. There's been openings. Um, Opportunities. Jay mentioned earlier. With first-round picks with wide receivers, if they don't contribute year one, they have a really low success rate. Guys that are drafted a bit later, it's not as certain because you know they don't tend to get the playing time. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes Lower expectations. You know, it's a bit of a different road. But first-round wide receivers that don't contribute in the first year, it's it's not a super high hit rate. Should contribute at least to UNICEF at the very least. Next, believe it or not, Marquise Brown will finish as a top fifteen wide receiver. He's currently at twenty-one. And half PPR. He may have Kyler Murray back soon. Does he maintain WR2 status? Or can he even push a little bit higher? He's been pretty steadily. He gets points. Uh, I actually misdrafted him by mistake in my dynasty. Uh, sorry, not my dynasty, my redraft. And he's earned a spot every week. And that could be just a reflection of my team. Uh, or he's Trust earned strategy. that spot. Yeah. So, I don't know. You think he can... Uh, 21, go to, he, he seems to be getting the ball with Dobbs. Dobbs seems to, you know, give him the time of day, which is nice. Yeah. I'll be honest. I put this in here because right. I wanted to do a buy sell again, but then I realized we did Dynasty, you know, we did some buy sell stuff a couple weeks ago and Marquise Brown was already there as a buy. So I, I wanted to put him in again just to, just to reiterate that he, this is probably a pretty good wide receiver to target if you're competing. Regardless of you know redraft or dynasty, yeah, pretty um, um, high floor. Is that high yeah, floor? exactly, decent floor. Uh, target leaders the past four weeks. You have uh, Steph Diggs, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, who's done in three games. Amon Ra in three games. You got Puka at forty. Tyreek Hill thirty nine. They got Marquise Brown at thirty eight. So mm-hmm. he's getting targeted, and I think with Kyler Murray coming back at some point soon, like that's that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good you know, a little extra burst potential there for him. So you know, that's somebody I'd be targeting. Will he finish top 15? I don't know. That's the question. Well, you have to, there's no, I don't know here. Uh, yes or no, Ty? Um, uh, no, but 16 to like 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jay. Wide receiver two. <laughs> but 
a very unexpected wide receiver too. Okay. Well, I thought you meant like WR like two overall. No. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you do believe he's gonna he's gonna eclipse uh, Tyreek, Steph Diggs, AJ Brown, league leader. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you for that. Appreciate your answers. No problem, David. Uh, AJ Brown will challenge Tyreek Hill for 2024 WR1 overall. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he will. Speaking of wide receiver two, this yeah. not actual wide, wide receiver two. Yeah, and yeah, this this is the league WR2 overall. This is my boy AJ. Got me a win. Steph Diggs. Yes, Jerry. What? Well, Diggs is Steph two Diggs. now. But I think oh, AJ, oh, oh. three overall. AJ Brown will be oh. the two at the end of the year. Will he, okay. you know, potentially? Gotcha. I think I think Tyreek Hill has just been so good. He's he's pretty much if he stays healthy, he's almost a guarantee for me to be the one overall. But yeah, AJ Brown definitely could be. Put him two. So if AJ Brown keeps up the pace he's had, which is insane, insane. his lowest week of receiving was six for one twenty-seven and no touchdowns. Um, if he keeps up that pace, yeah, there's a chance he could eclipse him for sure. He's got a good quarterback and a good offense. There's a potential for it, but I still see Ty- Tyreek, I think, is going to run away with it. Okay, so I guess uh, the, the question is, will he challenge him? So I guess the answer would be yes. yes. He will challenge him. He has had, I um, yeah, he's only had one off week. He's been amazing in every other week. As you can see there in his last five games, so it was just week two that he had um, an off week. With just yeah. like Tyreek Hill's years. averaging and he 100. Yelled. And got it. And he, yeah. yeah, he did, yeah. He speak up. He got mad at Jalen Hurts and he got it. But Tyreek Hill's averaging like 128 yards a, yards a game. That's just crazy. Uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans have an identical 24.9% target share this season. Both have 49 targets in six games. However, Evans, Evans, has, Evans has four TDs and Godwin has none. Evans is currently WR14 and Godwin is WR36. Believe it or not, Godwin will see enough positive regression in touchdowns that he will finish the season as a top 25 receiver. Speaketh. No. Knoweth. I don't I don't think I don't think the touchdowns are necessarily coming. I think there's he's gonna, not going to finish the season with zero, but Evans is the better body to throw to in the end zone. I I, I don't re- really body. see Godwin with uh with with uh, enough touchdowns to really get into that WR2 category. Got it. Registered your answer. Jot it down, Tyler. Um, I'll say yes. I think he can get there. So I think it's he's at 36 now in half PPR. I think we said right. And even yeah. even just a couple of touchdowns, like if he finishes the year with like two, then maybe he doesn't. But if he finishes the year with four or five, and he keeps seeing that that kind of target share, I think that'll put him in there. So right around there. But all right, I think I'm I'm having a bold prediction right now. I think Kate Otten becomes a thing in the end zone for uh, Tampa to end the season. All right, tight well I'm gonna respond with um, a who? Their, their tight end. Oh, okay. Oh, it's not uh, it's not the other guy. We're talking about tight ends later in the episode. Uh, is this is this yeah. a teaser? No, I didn't. I didn't actually put Kate Otten in the tight end uh, portion. I just wanted to say I think he's going to be a factor in the end zone. I'm pretty sure he's pumping up at the very, very end. You I said we'll talk about him if we have time. We're not. You want to talk, Jay? If you want to talk about him, well, we already talked about him, and I made time in the at the start of the episode. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I think he's going to be a, a a better end of season player than he is a start of season player for sure. Okay, might win you a league. Might win your two tight uh, your two tight end league. 
because one tight end isn't enough for you guys. Don't join a two tight end league. It's the worst decision I ever made. Yeah. There's just not we, enough good tight ends. But we, in fairness, we started it when uh, when Aaron Hernandez was still alive and breathing. So yeah, I think this league's about 15 years old. So it's gone through some uh, some peaks sometimes, and valleys. We'll uh, say. Sometimes you got to walk away. Unlike Jamison Williams, who likes to stay at the table. Um, is this breakout still going to happen this season? Jay, I'm going to go with you first because uh, you love this guy. You're a hardcore Williams fan. I, I don't love him, Dave. I just saw a good value and bought him. Again, I talk about this. I think I've talked about this the my third time talking about it now. I, I paid Gabe Davis for him. Still would make that trade. I think Gabe Davis is not a very good wide receiver. He's got the wide receiver two job right now in Buffalo, and it's By not default, going yeah. all that well. He's a terrible route runner, and he won't be on Buffalo next year. No, he's going to be in Chicago. Williams, yeah, probably. <laughs> J- Jamison Williams is a first-round pick still. Again, back to the first-round pick wide receivers that don't produce, generally don't have great careers. He's been suspended and injured. Um, he's still coming back off injury, still getting in rhythm. Uh, he is starting to get more snap counts. He, he's getting a few more balls thrown his way. If he learns to start catching them, he has the speed to break away. He's still a huge gamble, but with potential with a potential high payoff. I'm not a believer, but I still believe the cost to acquire <laughs> is still going down. I'm not a believer, but I believe. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a lottery pick, Dave. <laughs> he's not I constantly believing. He just man. believes it sometimes. You know, you can believe Jay, a little bit. You had a great week in redraft, and I got to give you a hard time because Williams was the only blemish on your record. So he didn't play for me, though. He did, but up a good Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, because six teams were on by, which yeah, yeah, none are on this week. What the fuck is the NFL doing? Yeah, that is silly. Like, yeah, I don't get it. It's whack. Uh, Okay, uh, Ty, uh, Jamison Williams, do you still believe it'll happen this season? Nine games, he's got five receptions. Hi, no one needs your fancy stats. <laughs> outside, <laughs> outside of his two long catches, in my two catches, day, one we judge people one based on their character. <laughs> outside of his, his char- two long, oh, okay. his two long touchdown <laughs> receptions, which is most of his yards, his career is three of nineteen for ten yards. What are you, what are you getting at? What are you getting at? Ty? This guy could not catch syphilis at Kevin Costner's house. Did you guys hear the rumor? Syphilis? I'm starting <laughs> no. it now. Actually, I don't know why I picked oh. Kevin Costner, but I'm why'd you start pick it. Kevin Costner? I We're love that what guy. Happens. I'm you got, the set of, you got it on the set of Waterworld. That was yeah, a long time ago. That. Yeah. He's drinking his own urine on that, but he filtered it well. So. Yeah, I actually like that movie. It, uh, it's got Jack Black in it. That's all that matters. Oh, didn't even know. But uh, No, he's in that airplane flying around. Yeah, check it out. Uh, so you're going to say no? Uh, is that what's that, what you're dancing around a no here? No, uh, no uh, pretty, pretty firm no, I don't really believe, but everything Jay said is true. He could still be a thing, but you know, no. Yeah. Anybody could be. I'm going to put some fancy stats. Actually, sorry, fancy stat here for you, Ty. His routes run have increased from 19% last week to 45% the past week. That's a stat you can put in your pipe and smoke it, mister. Um, (laughs) But zero zero receptions. doesn't matter how many routes you run. (laughs) Hey, he's out there running running sprints, Ty. Uh, He's got Amon Rossi and Brown ahead of him, but Amon Rossi and Brown plays in a different part of the field. Laporta is a different type of player. If Jamison Williams gets going... I mean, yesterday we all took a turn sucking off Jared Goff, and look what fucking got them this week. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Lions, the Lions are the only team that made the Bills look great last week. So, with with wow. actually San Francisco too. Uh, yeah, kind awesome. of kind of a rough 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 week for the favorites. And that's without Jefferson. Like that's yeah. So the like Kirk Cousins look good, man. Without Justin Jefferson, yeah. prime time, man. Yeah, Finally. yeah. 
kind of hat off to him. Primetime cousins. Yeah, man. Um, that's that's a terrible but name. His routes are going up. He's exactly what Detroit needs in their offense. They need a speedster. They need a guy to separate, and they need somebody to, you know, with 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 uh, Amon, Amon Ra and Laporta, they're going to get coverage. So he's going to get open, and maybe one day he'll catch one. Yeah, in theory, it should work. That is the type of receiver they need. In theory. You know, it should be nothing but, you know, handshakes and dick tugs in Detroit every day with that offense. But as of right yeah. now, it mm-hmm. just, he's just not. It's not. Okay. Uh, Rashi Rice has established himself. Believe it or not. Is that all I wrote? No, I just want to talk no, about Rashi like... Rice, I guess. Another <laughs> great buy. Pretty... buy it's him. all I wrote Established in himself as a wide receiver too, rest of season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want you. Uh, I want you to fill in the blank. That's what yes. I want to. Yes, I, I, he has. I wanted to talk about Rashi Rice here because I think that's I he might be kind of ending the, uh, at least in redraft, he might be kind of ending the window where you can actually uh, buy this fellow for a reasonable, reasonable uh, price. Dave just got his phone. Know. Dave's on his phone right now. Well, can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you're not allowed to make moves while Ty and I are doing all the research for you. It's not hey, fair. Come on. Send out a trade offer for him. I think, uh, you know, it looks like he's actually. Uh, you know, earned a role in this offense last uh, what last three weeks. He's the wide receiver, twenty three, averaging eleven and a half fantasy points per game, sixty five percent of the routes last uh, last week, which is second most on the team. So he's getting on the field, and for the most part, he's he's kind of the one wide receiver in that group that you know doesn't have too many head scratching moments. That looks mostly competent. So there's definitely a lot of room there. All right, uh, Rice faces the Broncos defense in Week Eight. Believe it or not, I believe it. I believe it. I believe, yeah, it. I believe it. It's on the schedule, yeah. I could have fooled you. That's pretty good for him, though. <laughs> uh, now, would you go with Rice or Calvin Ridley for the rest of the season? The redraft, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just rest of the season, yeah. Yeah. Redrafts. Uh, ugh. Calvin Ridley's been frustrating. Very vexing, I would say. Yeah, perplexing. It's almost as if he didn't play football for two years. Um. I, I think I have to go with the wild card in uh, in in Rice. I, I think Calvin Ridley. I think he's the better talent, but it's just not clicking with him and Lawrence so much on a weekly basis. So I'm gonna have to go click. with uh, I'm gonna have to go with old Rushy Rice. Okay, ballsy. Agreed. Okay, not so ballsy if you both agree. I mean, Calvin Ridley. Sure, he didn't play in the NFL for two years. Doesn't mean he can't practice. No, that's true, Dave. That's true. There you go. Work out. I um, I'm I'm a Cal- I was a Calvin Ridley fanboy for. Oh, I think we years. all were. We all were. Yeah, I was very excited to see him go to Jacksonville. I thought I thought he was going to do big things, huge things. You were wrong, that. Jay. You were yeah. wrong. I like Calvin Ridley. I was I was always a bit worried about his. Uh, like it seemed like people were really high mental on him health. this year. And mental health for him too was always bad. Yeah, which you know, I that makes me root for him all the more, really. But yeah, I just thought he he was just a little bit too highly ranked for me this year. I didn't get any oh, Calvin Ridley high. shares. Way just high. way yeah, too high. Yeah. You know, he was high all the capital. Time. You? No, I wish. Oh. Uh, believe it or not, Ron Rivera is on the hot seat. Ooh, Dave. Yes. That, that's a spicy take, Dave. <laughs> uh, actually, the real believe it or not is Jacoby Brissett will be the Washington starting quarterback at some point this season. Well, Ron Rivera is on the hot seat. Yeah. And you you have to believe that. I do still like Sam Howell. I know you. Well, you've been praising him. I'm a Sam Howell fan. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't like that offense. I think they're a bit dysfunctional. Yeah. And Jacoby Brissett, uh, no matter where he is, always gets on the field. 
That is true. And Jacoby's a good quarterback. Is is he better than Sam Howell? I don't know. Mm. Right now, maybe. But I, I still think Sam Howell's got some good potential. I've seen some really good things out of him. Just things are not clicking right now, and sometimes teams need to shake up some players. Like I feel like more teams need to have the balls to take people out of the play. Like I feel like, okay, I'm going to go to Bill's rant for a second here. <laughs> God. Gabe Davis has not worked as your wide receiver, too. The guy you thought you had that, that was kind of there a bit at the start of the season. They had one really have, good game. Teams have game plan for that. He can't run a route. He, he The only time it happens is he gets if he breaks away from the guy, he's big enough that he can catch a jump ball sometimes, but he's got like a 53% catch rate on the fucking on his career. Not good. He's not working as your wide receiver, too. If Buffalo no. had the balls to take him out of there and just give you know, maybe Shakira a shot, maybe go make a trade, put somebody else in that role and, and give Diggs some open looks, potentially, that, that could have been beneficial for the team. What Dave's question was, I don't even remember, but Sam Howell, <laughs> I kind of like him, but I think Jacoby Reset will eventually be um, Gabe Davis at a Halloween party. I don't remember. Well, it's, it's written here that Howell's uh, is seeing more sacks than Dave on his last cruise. I oh, appreciate yeah, right. that. Yeah. Who's, who, who's oh, the yeah. culprit? Yeah, that was, that was Ty. That wasn't me. Oh, well, I did see a few sacks. Uh, Tyler, you are, you have a Jacoby Brissett jersey. Let's just let the the listeners know that. Jerseys. Yeah. (laughs) He's got one for the Colts. He's got one for whoever else he played for. It's the only one I can think of at the time. Do you think um, he takes over? Tell me, to be honest. Yes. I think, I think he does. I think it's just, it's, it's a matter of time just with the way the Washington offense, you know, it, the way the Washington offense looks, Howell's on pace to take 97 sacks this year. The NFL record is 76. Like that's an so, insane number. I thought it was the like the Giants and Bears with the worst O line, but Washington seems to be worse. It's it's the O line's bad game recently, and Sam yeah. Howell holds on to the ball just so long. He does. So he I needs think a, oh. he needs an extra second to make a play that he shouldn't need. Yeah. Okay. So it's really not the O line as much as how just. Mm. Not it's both, right. both for sure. It's both. Okay, okay. I don't be, want to point you know, fingers. You know, just let fingers. let go on this one, but I, it, it just with that, it, it's a matter of time before they either have changed things up, or maybe he's going to end up getting hurt because of the amount of hits he's taken. But I put in uh, the sack comparison here, which I thought was interesting. If you look yeah. at all the all the teams that have had you know tremendous success at uh, getting to the Washington quarterback, which Arizona, Denver, Buffalo, Philly, Chicago, Atlanta, and the Giants have all been. Either so between the four, everyone they played, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all between four and nine sacks this year against Washington. Mm-hmm. Well, none of these teams are averaging more than three per game against any other team. So you're basically doubling, or in some cases, you know, for the Giants, they had six sacks against Washington, as part, you know, with zero point eight against every other yeah, team. Yeah. Like it's, you know, there's something there that's pretty substantial that stands out. There's an issue there. Got to find the underlying cause. Exactly. Correct it. Exactly. I love that that photo and video of the Bears O line where they end up holding they, each other. Just like, that was each fun. other, yeah, kind of look each other yeah. all confusingly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too funny. It, it was just like I was like the boss is looking look look busy, you know. Like I used to do at <laughs> grocery stores in high school and like grab a can of like spaghetti off the shelf and start walking. <laughs> just put it back, boss. Just put it back. <laughs> uh all right. Excellent. Excellent. Excellente. And now we're going to go back to a segment that we started, I think, last week or the week before called Fantasy Mainstays or Just Fantasy. Is this the real life? Oh, is this just fantasy? Call it away. 
Let's take a look-see at running backs and tight ends, ones and twos, after seven weeks, and decide if they can keep up this production, or was it all just a fantasy? Okay. All right. Old, fast, and heavily used. Two of these things can describe my penis, but all three things can describe Raheem Mostart. Something's got to give, and unlike the unfinished feature film starring Marilyn Monroe, Will Raheem Mostart finish as a feature back? I like how we're doing Marilyn Monroe jokes and we're bringing it back. I do like that. <laughs> we're making. I wrote that for irrelevant. you, Dave. You, you like, Dave likes movies. He's got a movie podcast. Um, I I love Marilyn Monroe. I mean, I've never met her, but I like everything she stands for or stood for, I guess. Well, she was born when you were a teenager, so I'm not exactly a... <laughs> <laughs> Operation Go Fuck Yourself. Okay. There's a question there, Nick. Is there a question? I think there is. I think we're talking about Raheem Mostarts. Like that's the question. If he's gonna, yeah. he's got eighty-two percent uh, rush share for Miami. That's Jeff with, Wilson. Yeah, that's with Jeff Wilson. He's back in too. Yeah, he's uh, yeah he's eased himself uh, eased himself back in. But uh, Chen, of course, is still on the IR. I'm not sure when he's. Scheduled to go back probably after the 10 week bye, maybe? Or could we... He's eligible after week 10, yeah. He's eligible. Okay. So, I mean, th- again, we, this guy is not short in the tooth. So no. he's what, early 30s? But he he's only maybe had like one off week, uh, really. And he just keeps 31, uh, 31 right? I don't know. 31. 33. Doesn't matter. It's how he feels. Okay. It's how he feels. Look at Look at Ridley, you know? I think he's 31, but his people, his people live a long time. They have to protect the Shire. (laughs) He's 31, Ty. He's 31. Okay. (laughs) Now that we've cleared that up, do Uh, I think Raheem Mostert will remain? Right now, he's the RB2. Yes. Which isn't, doesn't really seem like a spot meant for him. Does he stay an RB1? I think he scored enough points to remain an RB1 regardless of his production. (laughs) Will he be an RB1 rest of season? I have to say probably. As long as he's healthy, yes. I think yes, as long as he's healthy. HN coming back, Jeff Wilson being healthy. Uh, is it Salman Ahmed? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's coming he's, back too. I'm a little yeah, more yeah. concerned because I think Miami decided, at the start of the season, Miami obviously had a plan. They had a bunch of running backs. Um, mm-hmm. They were going to use them. They haven't been able to use them yet, but when, when it was HN and Mostert, we, both guys could eat, right? Yes, yes. They ate well, actually. They, ate they very both well. ate very, very, very well. well. <laughs> and uh, I mean, Sporgus HN had to eat at the kids' table just based on height. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Mostert, Jeff Wilson, HN. I'm a little less uh, intrigued on Mostert as I would have been had Jeff Wilson Jr. stayed out. But I still think, yeah, I still think he's an RB one. Okay, wonderful. He's not the RB two though. He won't be. He won't finish as the RB two. No, RB1 as in like top 12 RB. Yes. yes. Rest of the season. Does he finish there? Yes. Um, Is he generally in the top 12 running back rankings for most of the season? I still, I say yes too, just the Miami offense. Just it allows for for that. Uh, HN, I I think HN when he was injured, uh, the belief was he should be back kind of after his four weeks on the IR. It didn't seem like it'd be too prolonged. 
So okay, he will come back and he will have, he'll have a big role too. I think Achan's the one that I would prefer if they're both playing. But oh. they can both produce RB1 numbers anyways. It doesn't really matter if they're both kind of, you know, set it and forget it in your lineup yeah. type guys. So, And let's be oh. honest, Achan is uh, the ninth running back right now. And he's missed one, two, three games. And in week two, he barely played because he was coming off injury. He had two so, touches in week two. He's played three yeah, games. Yeah. He's RB9. Achan needs literally yes. nine games to be probably the RB2 or three on the season. Absolutely. Mustard's my redraft guy, but HN is certainly my dynasty man when it comes to that backfield. Do we have an update on Jeff Wilson Sr.? Jeff Wilson he Sr., he's, um, he's, he's, he's living a good life, actually. He's, uh, is recently... the shop o- opened up again? Yeah, yeah, and he's recently taken up Shuffleboard. Wow, he's a busy man. He's got the pottery got the pottery store. Shuffleboard. Yeezus. And sometimes, he told me, when, it, when, when he's stressed out, he likes to slip into the night, put on a pair of gloves, and just take a life. As well. I don't. Want, I don't want to yuck his yums. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Kyrene Williams was put on the IR this past weekend, and we'll be able to Kyren. Well, you know what? Kyrene. Kyrene. What Kyrene Williams is Kyren Williams' mom. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kyrene. Kyrene. It's Kyrene. That <laughs> it should have two e's in it. Phonetically for you, except Kyren is actually spelt phonetically. Well, I was thinking of the guy from Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Kylo Ren? Darth- Kylo? Yeah. Yeah, it's Kylo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kyrene, with one E, Williams was put on the ER this past weekend and will be out at least until week 12. Getting a little too close to those fantasy playoffs. Does he regain the lead back role when he does return? This is this is too bad. I didn't realize he, like, I knew he got hurt, but I didn't realize he went to IR. He's they kind of played it off, Dave. They kind of made it yeah. sound like it wasn't that big a deal, and all of a sudden, boom, yeah. IR. Right. Yeah, it's bullshit. So, um, yeah, that's a tough one to read because it's not, it's an injury-related thing. So the fact that it was just fantasy, I don't think that's accurate because I think if he continued to play, he continued to put up points. But um, what do you got to say about that? What do you got to say? I think as soon as he comes back, he is the lead back there. Daryl Henderson just ended up back on the practice squad or in the uh, really was just relegated. Yeah, back to the wow. Practice he had the squad. most snaps. Yes, he'll be back not, up for the yeah. He'll, he'll be, but I think they kind of want to see what they have in Zach Evans too. But I, I don't think Daryl Henderson, Royce Freeman, or Zach Evans is going to take that job from him. Uh, the t- they didn't look great. I mean, he averaged three, uh, Henderson was the, was the snap leader with 39, ran the most routes with 12 and had the most opportunities, 20 to Freeman's 12. Zach Evans, who was kind of the waiver wire darling at first, didn't really get much. And, and the team also wants to see what they can get out of Miles Gaston too. There was a quote, I'm, I'm going to obviously paraphrase it. I didn't see it, but they want to see what they have in Zach Evans and Miles Gaston as the reason as to why Daryl Henderson was, uh, brought back down to the practice squad. Um, they know what they have in Daryl Henderson. He's played for the team before. He was. I, I do believe they brought him up because he was the guy who knew the plays best. He, he was on the team before. Yeah, they, he, so he gave them the best uh, chance to win. I don't think he's their guy. I do see a potential not. with maybe Zach Evans or Miles Gaskin just from a talent perspective. But Kyren has been good this year. Like his, his yards per attempt aren't great, but the volume was there, and he was getting into the end zone. Uh, he, he did have a couple, like he had a banger game with, with almost eight yards per attempt, but he was averaging in that three and a half to four range, which is perfectly serviceable. His receiving work is kind of where I, I really liked him. Um, he, he had a, he had a, I mean, he's still under 15 receptions for the season, but he had a couple of really good ones and his catch rate, uh, although could use a little bit of work as well. He still showed that he could be kind of a, you know, an every down back. Uh, 
so I, I yeah, I think when he's back, he he regains the role. I hope he comes back healthy enough because I mean, week twelve, week thirteen, you're getting to that mm-hmm. point where you really need to win games and you really need to know who you're going to start for the fantasy playoffs. That to me is going to be the big question, especially in redraft. Wow. I just I just think it's funny. Like fantasy, just it's 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 such a funny thing. Like I was looking at my team where I have Kyron Williams and ended up playing Daryl. Daryl Henderson and got a pretty decent day out of him. I was like, oh, I'm glad I had Daryl Henderson because my team really took a hit losing Kyron Williams and thinking, just man, fantasy is a funny thing. Nobody saw that coming. Kyron being that good and then you know, Daryl Henderson coming back. Yeah, Royce fucking Freeman, Rolls Royce. Oh, also yeah, was another former, guy in there. Uh, Atlanta yeah, Falcon, and, I believe. It just or uh, yeah, Bronco, Denver, yeah, could, Denver, yeah. Just it's, it's such a funny those, thing, but I don't know. Uh, Jay, Jay nailed it. Don't need to to repeat. Did I not say Kyren? Because you just both called him Kyren. Kyren. You what said did Kyren. I... Oh, I thought I said Kyren. No, Kyren. You initially said Kyren Williams. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you signed it. Oh. Um, I, Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> Pretty good. Thank you. He is quietly putting together, is quietly putting together a pretty consistent RB1 season at RB number eight. I am really shocked, actually. He had a, a slow start. So, um, yeah, I look, try to look uh, look up more on this guy, but the, the first eight pages on Google searches returned. Taylor Swift congratulates Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> Swifty approved. Locked and loaded RB1. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on this one first because I can probably Please, be uh, pretty quick get here. get in there. Get Jay's uh, always. I think Jay's been more of the uh, the Isaiah guy. Had a few more shares of him than I do, but um, yeah, locked and loaded RB one. Yes, he is. He's the he's the starting running back for Kansas City, and he's actually used. He's not Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I think that for me, that that's all I need to, <coughs> to put him into my lineup pretty comfortably every week. Yeah, yeah, fifty four percent of snaps in the season with two other running backs there. To me, he's not like he doesn't seem like the true, like typical number one locked and loaded RB1. He seems more like he's the 1A, but the problem is, I don't think the team has a 1B. They kind of have a three and a 3A with McKinnon and Hilaire. Hilaire had a pretty, a pretty horrendous drop in the passing game. That's kind of supposed to be his, him and McKinnon are supposed to be pretty good, you know, passing down backs. Even, even then, Pacheco's still getting some work in receiving. It's not a lot, but he's getting targeted. He's on the field enough. He's on a great offense. I say, yeah, he's he finishes an RB1. All right. Sounds good. I believe you. Said with such conviction. Next guy on this list, which I want to talk about because he's killing me, Josh Jacobs, RB11. That's not very good. That's barely an RB1. Uh, averaging 19.3 points per game last year in PPR. This season, 13.5. Two good weeks, a couple not-so-great weeks. He's getting the ball uh, generally, but he's not getting a lot of touchdowns. I think that's the impression I'm getting every time I look at my score. He's coming in at 4.9, 6.8. I don't know. I don't know. He's. I really love this kid, but uh, he's just not, uh, not putting up the numbers he did a couple years ago, that's for sure. Or even last year, I a touch leader last year, I think for running yep. backs. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was a touch leader, and that's usually a bit of a curse. The next year, running backs tend to flounder uh, a bit after doing that. Really? Why is that, Ty? Do you know? Do you have any scientific reason for that? Because they're tired. Okay. All right. Josh McDaniel's offense. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's the question here? Is there a question about Jacobs? Can last year's running back three repeat, or is he destined to disappoint as a back-end RB1 to RB2? Thank you, Jay. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I missed the last two sentences. <laughs> Do you want me to answer Key? that first? Yeah, I asked the Please. question. Please, Jay asked it. Answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think there's. It's going to be a better finish than I think it has been, and I think it's really just a touchdown. Uh, you know, there should be some positive regression there, and a lot of the uh, love the advanced metrics on uh, Josh Jacobs this year. They're not necessarily kind uh, for his efficiency and for like, how well he's played, but for just what you should expect out of uh, you know what should be coming, like. You know, what should actually end up hitting some fantasy points every now and then, especially in touchdowns, it does all kind of point that there should be something kind of more positive coming. So I would say, you know, back end RB1 is probably where he stays. I don't see him climbing up much higher than that. But I would still be pretty confident in in starting him and expecting him to be, you know, top 10, top 12 RB rest of the year. Yep, I think Ty's about right in that one. This he usually is. Offense kind of sucks, and they just lost to Chicago, thirty to twelve. Eleven attempts oh. for thirty-five yards, one reception on four targets. He's getting the ball thrown to him, but his catch rate is pretty abysmal. I don't know. I I, I haven't watched enough Raiders games out in the Bills game where he had nine attempts for negative two yards. <laughs> Six targets, so five receptions. That's one of his better catching games, but his catch rate is is definitely in the, closer to the sixty percent range. I don't know. I don't know if he's getting the ball in bad situations or or what it is. Play with a couple different quarterbacks this year too. This offense is just not uh, doesn't doesn't scream. I'm going to have an RB one in this offense this year. Yeah, it sucks for guys like Devontae Great, Adams. But he's a good trade candidate though because his value is 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 lower than it should be, and he I think he has a potential upswing for the final two thirds of the season. I hope you're Maybe right. Some touchdowns really mixed in there. He's only got two on the year. No receiving touchdowns, yeah. two rushing touchdowns. He gets a couple touchdowns. He's back in relevancy. Yeah, Raiders suck. I, don't, I feel like they shouldn't mm-hmm. suck as much as they do, but I guess if they have quarterback problems and maybe their defense isn't the hottest, their coach, I feel out. Their coach wears one of those stupid hats with the holes in the top. Oh, visor. Yeah, you think yeah. that's the problem? I, I, I think thought so. A, I feel like there's only <laughs> two coaches in the NFL that wear a visor, and they both have terrible teams. They're both pretty bad coaches now. So oh, I think it's a correlation visor. Alert. I, think, I think if he, if he either wears no hat, or puts his hood up and looks like 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 Bill Belichick maybe I don't know or or just puts a a, a top on his hat. Team does better. Just a top or the uh, un, the uncircumcised penis look that Bill Belichick yes, rocks so well. Absolutely. There's a GoFundMe for to get Bill Belichick a new shirt. If you saw one of his uh, meeting or his press conferences, he had a bunch of holes in his shirt, like. Yeah. You ever seen his son, though? His son looks I was like, just going to say, yeah. He looks like the kind of guy you catch jerking off in the bushes outside of TGI Friday. Shut it up! <laughs> Couldn't his son just like, take one of those shirts from his victims that he goes out and tortures and kills every night? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like those dead little eyes. I just, like, his son is, oh, stuff nightmares are made out of. Yep. Old Stevie. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. currently holding on to that final RB spot. So he's RB12. Only thanks to the fact Tony Pollard had a bye week. Where do you see him finish? Brian Robinson, he's a bit of a, I don't know, kind of guy. He seems to consistently put up 8 to 10 points a week. Nothing more, nothing less. That's probably not true. You have to look it up. That's kind of wrong. Yeah, I have him in one of my leagues. I feel like that's what he's doing for me lately. He's just, you know. 
Do you want me to take this? I'll take this one. Yeah, please, Brad. Ty seems to be deciding on what he wants to say as he, as he approaches the <laughs> mic and then pulls away and approaches the mic. I can I'll be honest, I burped. Oh, did you? Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm drinking um, a beer. I'm very professional right yeah, now, but yeah, go too. ahead, please. If I couldn't have a beer while I did this, well, I'd probably just be drinking a coffee and make more sense. Um, Brian Robinson Jr., ugh, that the, the one of the more inconsistent runners on the season. Uh, he's still, like I said, he's still Dave said he's still an RB one. Tony Pollard had his bye week, and I, and I do see some positive regression for Tony Pollard, particularly the touchdown moniker. Um, he's not getting a ton of passing down work he's definitely more of a more of a pure runner but this pure runner that's popped off for seven yards and then had 1.7 2.9 3.1 yards per attempt like it's it's very inconsistent his workload again is also inconsistent that could be a lot to do with the washington the washington offense but they do have the sixth round running back and i i put a waiver claim on him in oh one really of yeah chris rodriguez he's a thick fella wait what's last week is that? last week one second. Don't, don't worry about it last week <laughs> He had seven <laughs> carries to Brian Robinson's eight and outrushed him. Last week, he was seven for 31, 4.4 uh, yards per attempt. Doesn't sound amazing. Brian Robinson, eight for 23 with a touchdown, so saved his week fantasy-wise, but only 2.9 yards per attempt. So I don't think Washington's super tied to, to Brian Robinson. I could see, like, and they, I've seen what they've done with Antonio Gibson when he doesn't perform. And Riverboat Ron, oh, he he's not afraid to, uh, you know, to... To bench a player or to or to sub somebody in, so I think there's a chance that this Chris Rodriguez guy ends up becoming fantasy relevant by the uh, by the midpoint of the season. Rodriguez. I mean, we are midpoint, so you think it's coming now, or do you mean before the end of the season? So we're not quite midpoint before the end of the season. Yeah, well, I would say probably mid, like week ten, probably Fair. in that range. Yeah, even even looking off, like he started off pretty hot. 261 yards and three touchdowns on 61 carries in the first four games. But in the last three, 64 yards, one touchdown on 24 attempts. That's a drop-off of 4.3 yards per carry to 2.7. Didn't see a target on Sunday either. So that's 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 fucking alarming, I think. And, I mean, that could be a lot to do with Sam Howell, too. Like, the, the offense is, like Ty said earlier, looked anemic. Um, but Chris Rodriguez is trending up. So keep an eye. Keep yeah. an eye. Keep an eye. Absolutely. And we'll say on Brian Robinson, too. They, they, I mean, he started the season very well, but they won their first couple of games. They played Arizona and Denver, right? So tough teams. And they beat, they beat Denver in a bit of a shootout, you know? So they had, you know, those are those are tough games, you know? But like, Washington looked okay there, but they were playing against some pretty easy competition. And mm-hmm. then since then, mm-hmm. they're... The Bills? The Bills? No, they got killed by the Bills, my friend. This was before oh, the Bills sorry, started to be... Sorry uh, about that. The team that frustrated us so... But yeah, they're what one and four, the last five I think. So hasn't been good. Well, and game script wise, Brian Robinson is not a guy that's going to be out there when they're behind. He he doesn't really catch passes. So I don't. Not because he doesn't want to. No, I'm sure he'd like to. Be clear to, about that. He'd love to. For me, he's, he's, he's actually expressed that. Oh, I'm sure he I would. Want. But for me, he's just uh, he's just a you know kind of average league running back. He's decent, but he's not going to do anything super special for fantasy purposes. I just really wish Antonio Gibson didn't fumble the fucking ball every time he had a carry, because there really could be a could have yep. been a role for him. He, he has he has talent. He just got the guy just can't secure a football. No, he just cannot. Just can't. Just can't do it. Well, Jay, I dr- I do drink coffee during this podcast, I and I make no sense. I know, but so that's that's I can barely speak. But we do record in the evening after the sun goes down. 
Tony, RB2, but had his bye week Pollard. <laughs> so RB13. Uh, don't think anyone drafted him uh, as an RB2. He's a free agent coming up in 2024. He will be uh, end up in Chicago. Apparently Chicago is everybody going to Chicago. Everyone's going to Chicago. <laughs> Everyone wants to go to Chicago, the Windy City. Uh, they've had some weird game scripts the old Cowboys have, I feel. I could be wrong, but he's only had like one TD. So as we've mentioned a few times in, in this episode, TD regression coming perhaps. Two, two, two touchdowns. What do you think? Two yeah, touchdowns? touchdowns. What'd you whisper? Two, two in week one. What did you say, Jay? Two touchdowns in week one, Dave. Well, I just listen. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you here. It's, it's only one to, one uh, one touchdown. Okay. No, no, only one game with a touchdown. Yep. <laughs> no, you're right. It's two <laughs> touchdowns. I wrote that in there wrong. Probably. Yeah, um, it's my fault. It's not in green, and I went ahead and, and yeah. said it. It's my my mistake. I should have let uh, Ty take it and but, take uh, the fall. I'll I'll start on old two touchdown Tony. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'll be. He's someone that uh, coming in, I think a lot of people had him as is probably like a top five running back. He was like this was supposed to be his season. And the game scripts have been a bit odd. Dallas has been involved in some weird games, some games where the defense has completely taken over, especially early in the season. But also he he hasn't looked the same. He hasn't looked as explosive. I don't know if there's an injury that's kinda that's like nagging. I don't know what's kind of happening there. But he hasn't quite looked the same. With that being said, I still think for fantasy purposes, the second half of the season will be a little more kind to him than the first. He's bound to score more than just two touchdowns. Make sure we get that right. Two. Two touchdowns. Two. So for me, he's he's still he, he probably, like I expect maybe I'd, I'd probably rank him around RB10 to finish the year, which is a bit lower than, you know, coming kind of came into the season thinking, but he's still an RB1 to me for sure. Wonderful. For now. Yep. Jay, you got something to nope. add, or can we move on to Derek Henry? RB1 in the season. Uh, my, I put in free agent in 2024 just because it's time. I think at this point, based on his age and you know his value potentially going up, if you're not a contender, I think as soon as he has uh, a Tony Pollard-esque week, uh, might be the time if you're out of the playoffs to potentially sell him because who knows if he's going to stay in Dallas or if he's going to end up somewhere else. Uh, not a big running back. Yeah. Not a ton of miles on the tires, but... Uh, still not young and coming off what is shaping out to be potentially a worse average. season than last year. Yeah. Average yeah. Here, here. Yeah. If, if you're if if you're not a contender in Dynasty and you have a running back that's you know around that 27, 28 years old, you should be looking at selling them anyway if you're not contending. There's no point in hanging on to those guys. Wow. Look at Mostert. He's 30, 31 years old. He's winning people's leagues. But you know what? If I If I was not contending with... If I was not contending and I had Mostert, yeah. I'd wonder what the rest of my roster looked like because he's putting up like 30 points most weeks. It's probably not great. <laughs> but I would still be selling him. Absolutely, I would be. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Derek Henry, RB15 currently. Old man should be nice and rested after his bye week. Or does that even matter? Are Derek uh, Henry owners like my hairline just holding on for dear life? <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Jay. <laughs> Ty J Spears It's like saying Ty J I know Because we're Ty and we're J It's cute Dave we got it Let me have my fun I'm so happy you you read my hairline joke though. I thought that was pretty great (laughs) It's funny but it hurts Dave at your age you still have a glorious head of hair Well I thank you I use a special conditioner and shampoo Your wife is actually getting to be quite the barber 
She I is. still remember the time though during the pandemic where you cut your own hair. I remember that yeah. too. That it was, was not yeah. It was oh. not <laughs> I butchered it. That's uh, that's why I had to get married. Yeah. Like, I need someone to get this done. And I looked at her and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can cut good hair. You can yeah. you can you can tell. You can tell. They've got married. That that found out. Shit, there's someone that does this for twenty three dollars. <laughs> I got to get married for twenty three dollars. Hey. <laughs> All right. So Derek Henry. Yes. Yes. Is it Tajay time? It is. When is it going to happen? Soon? Question mark. Um, star safety, Kevin Bayard. 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 How, is that, how do you pronounce that? B-Y-A-R-D. I got it. I got it. Hold on. It's Kevin Bayard. Okay, there we go. Nailed he just it. got moved. This signals. He, he's the best, if not the second best defensive player on the team. Great, great player. World. Titans are rebuilding now. Uh, Titans are rebuilding. Derrick Henry is still a good running back. He's going to end up in a good situation on a contender if he gets moved, which I believe he will. Tajay Spears is likely the future there. Uh, he's, I wouldn't say he's necessarily like, you know, drastically outperforming Henry this year, but in limited sample size, he has looked better than Henry. He's looked fast. He's looked electric. Uh, I am owning Tajay Spears in, mo- in as many leagues as I can, and I'm looking to buy him. I think it's too late now to really get a good deal on him, but... I think in Dynasty it is, yeah. In Dynasty, it's probably... Way. Redraft you can easily. In Redraft you can, absolutely. In Dynasty, you can probably still get him for a little less than what he's going to end up being worth. You got it. You freaking got it. Absolutely. And Derrick Henry, I think... I think if, if you're contending, he's kind of worth you know throwing out a feeler. I'm not paying a ton for him. But just on the chance that he ends up, uh, you know, maybe ends up on Baltimore or something, if he does get traded, I think I think I would like that. He, I don't think he's past the King Henry days of just being able to set the the fantasy world on fire. But he's still a pretty good runner. Not going to catch a lot of passes, still a pretty decent runner. He could still be an. Not because he doesn't want to. Not because he doesn't want to. No, he <laughs> he would if he could. Uh, still like in in the RB two range. Not a ton of dynasty value anymore. It just it ends so quickly for running backs. But just on the chance he ends up getting traded yeah. somewhere to a favorable situation, that could be pretty, uh, could be interesting. Yeah. Speaking of Baltimore, I put Gus Edwards in on a whim in a redraft league. and uh, He got you a boom. touchdown this week, didn't he? He got me the win. He won the week for me, really. I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. Straight up! Okay, next on the old list Rooney here, we have a gentleman named Elvin Kamara. Currently sitting at RB16, only four games back, and he's averaging 21.7 points per game that puts him just behind c-mac and that chin on a per game basis do we have an rb1 renaissance incoming i had a feeling he was gonna have a good year when it once he came back i'm not gonna lie you can quote me i think I, I'm, I'm quoted on saying that somewhere you're quoted did i probably i don't know who wants to share a, a, a quote from matt Harmon? matt Harmon, he needs the follows so <laughs> Anyone who listens to this podcast isn't following Matt Herman. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he could use an extra three. Um, ha- having Alvin Kamara, known for his impact as a receiver as the RB for Derek Carr, addicted to checkdowns, offense is like dropping a pack of cigs off a smoker's bedside table every morning. Even if you wanted to quit, he has no shot. It's over as soon as the day begins. That's a good quote. That's a great quote. I good. love that. I saw it when I, I looked up Alvin Kamara on Twitter, and that was the first quote that came out. I was like, yes, that is exactly what, what, what anyone should be thinking. <laughs> yeah. His name was Matt Harmon. Matt Harmon. I, I think he knows football. I feel like he does. I feel like he's recept. He's got a good perception on reception. 
If you're into that, yeah. uh, you know, Matthew Barry, Matt Harmon actually has followers, sort of fantasy advice. I'd rather take ours. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. I, I think with Alvin, with Alvin Kamara, I think it's, it's, he's, he's had a very impressive season. Um, like, like Dave said, tw- 21.7 points per game on four games back. Like that, that is, that, that, that plays so hard. And his, impact on the team has been a negative impact to Chris Olave, hence my earlier take on Olave. His target share without Alvin Kamara, so weeks one and three, is 30.8%. His target share with Kamara, weeks four to seven, is 21.1%. Kendra Miller hasn't been entirely healthy, and Williams was on a snap count coming off the IR last game. So, yes, there could be a chance that, that Kamara has a bit of regression, but he's got 30 catches in just four games. His targets by game, 14, 3, 8, and 14. That's insane. That's 10th among all wide receivers per game. This is a running back. Like, this is this is what Alvin, we, we all hoped Alvin Kamara was going to be the last two years, and it seems to be happening this year. Can it, can it hold up for the entire season? No, I don't think he averages 21.7 points per game in PPR the rest of the season. There's going to be some games where he has a couple more of those, you know, those four catch weeks that's going to hurt his stock a little bit because he hasn't been running all that well. Like he hasn't looked amazing as a running back, but as a, as a slot receiver or a wide receiver, he's been incredible. Yeah, he's a guy you want on your team for that purpose, especially in full PPR. Jeez Louise. Yeah, and Jay mentioned he's, uh, I think he said he was third enough points per game in PPR for amongst running backs. He's actually sixth in half PPR and 10th in, uh, in no, no PPR at all. I won't call mm-hmm. it standard. We'll call it non. Um, that's fair. So that's all still pretty good. Like the fantasy production has been, it's been quite good in the, you know, the short time that he's been back. And as long as Derek Carr is the quarterback there, which I don't think is changing this year, he's going to be, I think pretty easily an RB one rest of the year. Did um did he have success with the backup quarterbacks? I know um Carr was down for a bit. I don't know if you happen to remember. Kamara had uh, equally good weeks. I want to say that he did. I think who was at the helm? Is it Dalton, or did Dalton move on? Who's the other guy? Winston. Well, James Winston's been in for a cup of tea. <laughs> I think there's a. And that, I think Winston's like the third string. I thought it was Dalton, but I think Dalton, he was there. I don't know if he's Dal- moved on Dalton to Dalton is team. in Carolina. Oh, he's in Carolina. God bless him. I mean, he hasn't really played. Uh, I think the only game Jameis started was week three, and he wasn't back yeah, yet. Yeah, it's not him. I think it's a, another played. guy, though. I think it's somebody else completely. No, they don't have. Uh, they have Heener, Lutton, and Winston on the roster. Okay. All right. Well, I just wasted our time. Okay. All right. Is it on Camara, or do you want me to? That's all. That's all I have on Camara. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's going to average twenty-one point seven points, but I think he's going to be a wide receiver or a running back one. Yeah, in the most standard league formats, he will be uh, uh, a RB one. No, actually, no doubt about it. Great guy. Never owned him in any league. Wish I did. Alex Madison, another guy I've never owned, and I'm okay with that. He's at RB twenty-one. I had a feeling it was going to be a bit of a bust. I heard he's not that good. Or maybe Cam Akers is going to eat into his share. But can he hold off and stay at an RB2? Jeez, by season's end. So is he going to stay in the top 24, I guess is the question. Ooh. Ugh, I mean, 
I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll jump in. I'll say probably because I mean top twenty four for running backs. I mean, it's almost every not a super high know. bar, and it's one that he's <laughs> uh, you know he's not exactly uh, you know jumping over at this point. He might uh, kind of limbo under it or just come close to it, but it, it it's I don't know. Cam Akers hasn't looked great either. I was watching the game last night. And early on in the game, Akers had a couple of good runs, and I was kind of thinking to myself, is, is this the time? Is this where we're going to actually see Cam Akers kind of take over? I don't know. I don't know that we're going to. They might just both be, you know, okay. That's what you want. You want okay. Yeah, yeah that might be. I don't know. This I think we I think we said stay away from this yeah. uh, backfield, I, I think. It I own one, I two think. Alex Madison shares. Uh, yep. That's uh, super cool, super fun, super awesome. <laughs> lucky. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Ty said, a- Akers came in last night. He, they did kind of split the load a little bit. Uh, Akers had more attempts. Um, Madison was had more snaps. Madison did leave the game briefly, so maybe Akers getting more carries was a precautionary thing. But, man, Alex Madison just runs into big hits, it seems, pretty often. I don't think he has an avoidance system this offense is a passing offense the days of a dalvin cook led backfield are well about as cooked as dalvin cook is in new york so uh neither one of these guys do i want to own unfortunately i own madison i've been waiting for a big week or two maybe a touchdown you know or two would be nice uh, he's got two receiving touchdowns on the year which is uh that's cute not great it's, it's fine I'd love a rushing touchdown, maybe a big game that I could finally offload him. But I think I think at this point, like he's just he's on my bench. He's a bye week filler at this point for me. No, everyone kind of had a pretty similar opinion coming into the year that uh, you know he hasn't been that productive over the last couple of years. There was a lot of concern about whether he would actually be, you know, be any be any good as a lead back. And then we saw kind of pretty quickly that he's just going to be okay as a lead back and Cam Akers. He might arguably have a little bit more raw talent, but I don't know if he's the guy that's going to just take a take over the role entirely either. I'd be pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. So at best, it's well, just it's it's just a backfield you don't really want a lot to do with. For me, I mean, the the only time I want to see guys split loads is on Pornhub. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, that's advice. All right, Jameer Gibbs, he's RB25. Jay, you must be happy about this. He's a first-round talent, but he's getting the old sixth-round treatment. He looked great on Sunday with Montgomery out, 11 for 68. Got his first rushing touchdown, and he also got a lot of receiving yards, 9 for 58. Is this the corner that we're waiting for him to turn, Jay? Uh, I'll let you uh, pipe up because I know you're... uh, you're a Gibbs guy. You're a Gibbs Ty, guy. Ty's a pretty big Gibbs guy too. I think we're a. Oh, I'm sorry, I think, Ty. I think the, we're a we're a Gibbs family. I would have to say. Okay. Uh, team Gibbs <laughs> over here. Um, we're just we were all just a little this concerned about Gibbs's usage, as was everyone who watches NFL football and anybody who drafted this guy. Now, even in minimal usage, he's looked excellent. His yards per attempt are great. The problem is he doesn't have that many attempts. Well, David Montgomery was out this week, and he got a few more attempts and looked like a fucking first-round talent. Receiving-wise, he's getting work. Uh, nine receptions last year. 58 yards. That's fucking good. 90% catch rate. His catch rate's actually been quite good across the season. He's uh, he's one of the only running backs in the league that kind of he does remind me of a young Alvin Kamara. 
his route run precip- precip- precipitation, his rain route run, his route <laughs> run participation in week seven, 78% tied with Rashad White. Yes, you heard that right, Rashad White. I love Rashad White. Um, yeah, I, Montgomery could technically be out until maybe after the week nine bye. And I think Montgomery still comes back as the primary ball carrier, but uh, Gibbs is, uh, he's got to share that ball, I'll tell you now. And I think, I think, Detroit is going to have to look at themselves in the mirror. That giant, terrifying, mis- goateed fella is going to have to look in the mirror and say, Jameer Gibbs is probably our best chance to win most nights. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna finish as at least an RB two. I think. I think that I think if you're in redraft right now, I think the time to buy Jameer Gibbs may have eclipsed a little bit. But holy shit, I think he's good. Like I have him in my I have him in our redraft league, and he was one of the reasons I scored 160 points. Yeah, I think he's gonna be a top 20. That's my bold prediction, Ty. I think. Well, Jay mentioned earlier um, his route to precipitation, mm. and I think mm. that's accurate. Yes. Because he, he he looks so good out there that he is literally it's raining bitches. He's, he's slippery wet, wet. He's swimming. He's swimming in women. He is running he so rains well. Rains it in. Um, rains it in. But yeah, I mean Montgomery's gonna, going to come back. And he's going to take a big role. That's just that's what Dan Kemp wants to do. That's what the Lions want to do. Cold hard truth. But he Gibbs has to have more of a role than he has. Kind of you know earlier in the season. Are you ever going to be happy with the uh, the the place you took him in a redraft? No, probably not. But it's going to finish better than it started. I think, yeah, I can see him inside the top 20 easy. RB, I'll say RB 18 to finish the year. Love it. I like it. Lyle, Lyle, love it. I'm throwing out a random number. I pulled it out of my ass. So, but I like that you guys just want to. Um, speaking of ass, uh, now you always want, want what you don't have. <laughs> and none of <laughs> You're talking about tight ends, Dave? I do have we a bit of a hanky ass. <laughs> we all want tight ends. Um, yeah, this is exciting. We uh, finally get the opportunity to talk about these guys. Uh, we've been waiting, waiting, waiting. Here we are. Let's talk about some tight ends. And the man with the tightest end, who's not really a tight end at all, Darren Waller. He's coming in at tight end four. He's finally... Showing up. I know he had a slow start. Uh, I don't think he even knows that he's a tight end. So that's something. He doesn't need to block. He can just he just catches the ball. And in week seven, he got 22.8 points in PPR. But a very inconsistent season. Uh, so not quite as a, a boom bust as Kittle, but we can expect more boom or more bust with Darren Waller for the rest of the season. I mean, I'll, I'll gladly talk about Waller. So uh, we talked about him, I, I think, bet you would. I think three, four weeks ago, mentioned him on the, uh, I think it was the panic meter. And I said, I wasn't panicking on Waller just because he is getting, tar- he is getting targets and he still has been, the targets have been, you know, pretty decent for him, pretty steady as far as tight ends go. And it's actually started to pay off now. If you look at tight end fantasy points over the last four weeks, you have obviously Kelsey has been fantastic. Andrews, and then you have Goddard, and then you have Waller ahead of guys that will Schultz. Schultz, you probably get in most redraft leagues. You might want to look into that. Uh, Laporta, yes. Komet, Johnny Pitts, Ingram. So those, those have been the best tight ends over the last four weeks. 
Waller's he's 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 been right up there. It some weeks are going to be scary in that offense, but he's a tight end. You know, they're they're not great. I think you're you're about as well off having him in your lineup the rest of the rest of the season as you are just about anybody else. Um you know, do I think he finishes mm-hmm. as a tight end four? I mean, that's well that's the question. That's a bit high. I'd probably put a couple of guys one or two players behind him, ahead of him, maybe. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's behind him right now. I think Hawkinson's probably a better bet to finish ahead of him. But other than that, I mean, I don't see a lot of automatics to get past him. I think, you know, who else are you taking over him? So, yeah, I'm surprised I don't see Hawkinson, and he's been okay. He's been pretty good last year, but I guess the last four weeks isn't good enough. Cole Komet is on this list for the fantasy points in the last four weeks, and he put up a goose egg this week. So keep that in mind. That would if he had had like just five six points, that has him right behind Waller, or right with Waller. Had he uh, not done yeah. that, Jason? Um, honestly, I, I, Darren Waller to me is the tight end three or four this year. I think um, at the start of the season he was dropping a lot of passes, but again the targets have been good. Targets of five eight seven three eleven seven and eight. Um, his rest of season schedule is actually pretty soft. He plays the Jets, which are the second worst team against tight ends. Then Vegas, 14, Dallas, 7, Washington, 15, New England, 21, Green Bay, New Orleans, Philly, and the Rams to end the season. Uh, so his, his rest of season schedule is actually, I think it was the second softest amongst top tight ends. So there's a good chance for him to have a, to have a good finish to the season. He's had some pretty big, like week seven, he had almost 23 points in PPR. He's had some weeks though of five, five and a half, six points in the in the earlier start of the season. Um, if he continues to, to to hit, there's a good chance to me that he ends up, uh, you know, where he is now, or be, even potentially slightly higher. Who knows? He got the benefit uh, this week I, of playing with finally playing with a better quarterback, though. Tyrod, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor, because yeah, yeah. Daniel Jones I'm waiting sucks. to talk about Tyrod. Yeah, I've, I've held on to Tyrod in one of my I'm in, in that our half PPR league. It's a pretty deep league. Oh, that's a full like thirty person uh, thirty person bench, and uh, it's super flex. Yeah, Tyrod. Yeah, it's a deep. Yeah, there, I yeah. think I still have him. Yeah, so maybe you'll uh, you do even better with the old Tyrod Meister. Gotta love him. Uh, Johnu, haha, Kyle Pitts, owner Smith, tight end number nine. Two weeks removed from ten point uh, plus weeks. But Kyle Pitts does seem to be getting things going a little bit. Uh, I love the old jumbo package, eh? It's one of my favorite packages. I'm sure the Bills run it too. I know the Patriots used to run it back in the day, I'm sure, when they had their tight ends were alive. Uh, but what do you think? Jonu Smith, some uh, tight end nine. So he's a top 10 tight end in an offense that has Pitts. I don't think that's necessarily sustainable. But what do I know? Um, I mean, I think if I had to pick now, I think Pitts and Johnny are pretty similar in PPR right now. They're what, 9 and 11 tight end. I think Pitts will finish ahead of them. And it's probably, maybe I'm just falling under the the same spell that we always do with Pitts where it's like, oh, he's so good. Eventually he's, 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 it's not going to, he's not going to break out in the same way we'd hoped, at least not this season, now with Arthur Smith. But I think they're both... They're both playable most weeks. I had a Johnny Smith in a full dynasty league recently, and I've actually started him in a week or two, and he's been fine. Yeah. There's a couple of targets there perfect, every now yeah. and then, some yards. Like it's Kyle Pitts made a really nice uh, one-handed catch this week, which is just another reminder of the talent that he has. But if he's not getting enough targets, I mean, who really cares, I guess? It's a good tandem having a two-tight end league, isn't yeah. it? 
Arthur Smith hates fantasy. Fellas. He does. Dirty. He hates it. He hates it. He, he loves his wife, though. Loves, his, loves wife. his wife. Kids. Eh, he could give or take. Eh. But yeah, Cal Pitts, his snap count hasn't really changed. If anything, it's actually dropped a bit throughout the season. But he seems to be getting a few more targets. Johnny Smith, his snap count again dropped a bit, uh, but still in the in the fifty plus point percent percentage range. Michael Pruitt has been on the field quite a bit as well. Uh, he's played one hundred ninety three total snaps yeah. to uh, Pitts is two ninety or two ninety nine, and Johnny Smith's two ninety. So this is a team is that that's the Vikings tight end. Yeah, yeah, God. yeah. This is a team that runs okay. a lot of twelve personnel, a lot of jumbo sets. Uh, Pitt, Pitts is going to finish ahead of him, I think. Uh, I think you're starting to see talent kind of win out here. But goddamn, he's uh, Johnny Smith finally broke out tie. You called it what? Like I feel like it was two decades ago at this point. Seventeen years like, ago. Yeah. Oh, it was it was a while ago. Yeah. Um. Both both of them have been a bit of a weapon for the team when they've decided to be used. I I don't see much of a, you know, much of a difference between them as far as like stats go and percentages. It's more of talent will win out. I think, um, even though uh, Janu is on the field roughly the same amount of time as Kyle Pitts, I just understand well, why is Kyle Pitts lighting up against top end cornerbacks like. I feel I feel like he, he's playing as a wide receiver now, and it's it's a bit confusing. Uh, oh, that's Van what Jefferson, I, yeah, that's I guess, like, is yeah. is the best option they have at slot. I don't know. Oh yeah, I think it's oh, weird because you you hear a lot of teams are like we're going to use this tight end like a wide receiver, and you get excited because you're going to line them up in the slot and get some you know some good matchups, some advantageous matchups there. But Kyle Pitts, they're actually lining him up on the outside, so he's actually playing against like some fairly talented cornerbacks. And it just seems like they're not really putting him in the best, you know, the best position to succeed there. Arthur Smith hates fantasy, but Ty. Arthur Smith has made it pretty clear. He says, fuck your fantasy team. I'm not even going to tell you that B. John Robinson is sick and not going to play. He had a headache. I'm going to play <laughs> Cordell Patterson instead. And then eventually somebody's going to remind Arthur Smith that Cordell Patterson once upon a time was a first round pick. And he's going to say, I don't want him anymore. I'm going to take somebody from the practice squad instead. Because Arthur Smith is a Ooh. cunt. Oh, strong oh, there words, Ty. Strong words. A lukewarm take. I, I, I All right. That. I, well, let me uh, I mean that a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, I like my sets the way I like my shrimp. Jumbo. <laughs> let's, let's, fly, let's, let's fly to the dry lands, to the desert of Arizona, where we have Cardinals and a football team. Ertz. I used to be, he used to be something in, uh, in Philadelphia, and then you have a guy named Trey McBride. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves Trey McBride. He's that hot guy in high school, mm-hmm. Trey McBride. He should be on the redraft yeah. radar because yeah. he's available in a lot of leagues right now, and Ertz just got put on the IR. That is uh, he, true. I was. I, I watched the, the Bills. The Bills cleared $3.9 million in cap space today. I was terrified it was going to be for Zach Ertz. I thought, oh, fuck, Dawson Knox <laughs> went down. They're going to get another tight end, aren't they? And, you know, but no, no, Ertz is on the IR. Um, fun fact, though, Ertz is one year younger than Gronk and Kelsey. Gronk and Kelsey are the same age. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's crazy. Though. Like, is that, I would I would have thought Zach Ertz was younger than both of them. And I would have thought Kelsey was definitely younger than Gronk. Just shows you yeah, how you amazing Travis Kelsey is. And no wonder why T Swift is just know. smitten with him. Oh, yeah. She's uh, only human. You can't blame her. You look at the snap counts uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, Trey McBride's snap counts are jumping up 
like he's a you know they him and Ertz were even in week seven and McBride actually outsnapped him forty four to thirty five in week six so the writing was on the wall I think I think Trey McBride that was a, I think a second round pick. I think I wrote that down here. Yep, second round yep. pick. Yep. Um, he's 50% of snaps and five plus targets in each of the last two games. 98% available in some leagues. That's crazy. Kyler Murray's coming back. Ty, you want to talk about Stash and Trey McBride. I want to talk about Stash and Trey McBride. We're all over this guy. I'm actually I'm so disappointed because we'd, we'd written this in there. I have so many good reasons to Stash Trey McBride. But then about four or five hours before we recorded, Zachary has got announced as being on the IR. And now everybody is just thinking... Oh, Trey McBride. And it's not like we're the first people to think of, oh, yeah, this, you know, once upon a time, you know, great prospect who's finally getting his chance and his usage started to tick up. It seemed like, you know, this would have been a great time to buy. But now that Zach Ertz is headed to the IR, I think he's going to be one of the more popular waiver claims for any team that needs an IR. And especially in redraft dynasty, you know, to forget about it. He's, he's, he's on a roster. You're probably not training for him now, but. And I don't even normally make notes, Ty. I normally, you, you've seen my, my, my docs. I mostly just have stats thrown in there and I just go off the cuff because I'm, I'm crazy like that. But I actually wrote, Jay, it says Jay right there in the doc. I'm buying it does, McBride. Ertz is likely to be traded. And the Cardinals spent a second round pick on the talented tight end. Price has gone up since Ertz's early rejuvenation, but not as high as it will be if the trend continues or Ertz gets moved. Well, Ertz has moved to the hospital ward. So it came true. <laughs> Well, you heard it here first. Or last. Depending on when I decide to edit this podcast. (laughs) Depending on when this comes out. Probably tomorrow. Yeah, we're not going to judge you. Um, Dalton Kincaid. Finally. One player on the Bills team had a good game. Uh, Sorry, fellas. Uh, Yeah, he looked awesome on Sunday. Uh, Jay, you mentioned Knox went down. Knox had wrist surgery, man. He's out. Well, I guess we should send him a card, or not. If I, you know what, I'll, I'll send like him a card. A... He's probably gonna drop it. <laughs> I was gonna say, I like Dawson Knox. He's not a bad tight end, of... but holy shit, they had to stop for. They were forcing him the ball. And, and whenever there's a clutch catch to be made, Dox is or Dox. Knox <laughs> is Dox. D Dox is uh, is dropping it. He's dropping it. I watched. You ever watch the show Knox Landing? No. Should I? Mm. Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. I think. Okay, if you want uh, Kincaid, Ty's going to want to talk about Kincaid a little bit, but fuck, he looked good on Sunday. Uh, I don't understand. I mean, he was injured for a bit, absolutely. But hopefully this forces Dorsey's hand and and using Knox a little bit more. His catch rate is absolutely phenomenal. He hasn't finished a game this season at less than 80%. He's been 100%. Four games out of the six. That is just absolutely phenomenal. Some people had him as high as the best wide receiver in this draft, the best pass catcher in this draft. And I was probably one of those people. I mean, JSN was pretty intriguing, but Kincaid for me is still the player that, if not, I think he might be even be better than the player I thought they drafted. If they could learn to use him correctly and plan games around him a little bit, maybe take some of that double coverage off of Diggs, fuck, this is going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, I mean, we talked about this before. See, I liked Laporta quite a bit. I think he was my favorite uh, tight end prospect. But Knox was you know, generally more highly thought of as a pass catcher and just as a, as a tight end overall. So when the Bills drafted him, I saw a lot of potential for that. And it just it doesn't seem like they kind of game planned well enough. They didn't really seem to use him that well. 
this week it felt like a bit of a breakout and then now with the injury to Dawson Knox it's more of a it could be a bit of a force breakout which maybe they need maybe they just need to be forced to actually kind of involve him a bit more in the offense but whether it's that or whether it's just because he played well enough this week that he's finally changed their mind I don't, it doesn't really matter I think he's going to get more involved uh rest of the season you know is he a tight end one rest of the season oh yeah I think a week question to week there, sorry yeah, week to week, is he a tight end one? Yes. Does he hit there after being tight end 20 now? Oh, maybe. I mean, tight end one rest about... of season, Ty. Yeah, rest of season. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, I don't know if it matters. He, he might just get there anyway. Cole commence there right now. Dalton Schultz. Logan Thomas is tight end 13. Like, it, it's not a great group. Okay, top. He probably top, gets there anyway. Does he finish oh, yeah. top eight? Uh, no. He's got no touchdowns in the season, Ty. Yeah, not quite top eight. He's twenty right now. It just it takes too long. It's it, it takes too much for him to get there in my mind. I, but top I'm making 12, a bold yes. prediction. If he's healthy, let's hear it. Top eight. Ooh, I like it. Before the season started, well, I predicted uh, Laporta and Kincaid top ten to both finish top ten. Me too. I would yeah, love to see that. I had Kincaid over Laporta though. In all in all fairness, I pro- I well, probably did too. They were very close, but I just really liked Laporta. But yeah. What I don't like was Ty's tone when he said Logan Thomas. I didn't appreciate that. I had to give a problem with Logan Thomas. Uh, <laughs> but all, in all seriousness, I have a I have a, a, an issue between Goddard and Laporta. I'm flip-flopping on those guys. Uh, Goddard got hot. Laporta's been... He's cooled off. Cooled off. Pretty good. Weeks, yeah. Yeah, Sounds like so a good problem to have, Dave. Yeah. Is this in a dynasty league? Yeah. Or a redraft? Uh, yes. Dynasty. Problem is I have too many women to have, and too much money. I don't know which one. Uh, fuck yeah. off, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, some people out here start cool. Come back, Dave. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, is it time for David Njoku to break out? Now, he, we've been talking about him breaking out for 16 years. Uh, do we finally have this guy? Uh, he's at T, uh, tight end 21. Uh, but we, yeah, it's been a while. I, I, I love this kid when he first came into the league, but it feels like forever, but he's still here. Do you think he's, uh, I think it's now? I think it's just a late bloomer? No. Okay. Good time. I thought it might've been coming into the season. <laughs> I think, uh, he was somebody I, I think we talked about maybe somebody on the first podcast every season back. we thought, holy shit, this guy's going to break out. <laughs> and I thought it made sense. Yeah, Desha- like Deshaun Watson, generally, he's got a slightly above average uh, targeting of tight ends. I thought, you know, with the Cleveland receiving core, with Deshaun Watson finally healthy, I yeah. think this might be the year. Yeah. But then it's- it turns out I'm just, I'm an idiot. And every year I fall <laughs> for the same shit. And no, he's not breaking out. I wouldn't go that far. His usage, nope. though, last week was very encouraging. Nine targets. Now, his his catch rate has never been very good. His best season is, well, well I guess that would have been, this year's been his best season at 77.4. Prior to that was last year at 73, but he's, he's on average a 60% receiving re, uh, receiving percentage. So he, mm-hmm. he had a good week last week. He was involved in the offense, 72 of 75 snaps, 34 routes on 40 QB dropbacks. Team high, nine targets with a 24% target share, 54 yards on five catches. He was targeted twice in the end zone, and both were pretty big near misses, but they were definitely catchable. Is he the new Eric Ebron? Oh, Maybe. what happened to him? Ebron was even higher, though, as a prospect. He was. He was like a 10th overall pick. But... Yeah, he used a big name, and Detroit always churns out these guys, and then no. they end up somewhere else. First, it's uh, Ebron, then it's Hawkinson, who's yeah. 
still good, of course, and Laporta. Yeah, so. Ebron never. They really like to had. draft tight ends. Yeah. Never quite panned out. That's um, crazy. And Joku kind of. He just every year I kind of I want him to to emerge. He's you can usually get him for a good value, and then I feel like he just lets me down. And then Jay tells me that he had nine targets last week, and I'm lifting my shirt up and pressing my my nipple against the screen, just <laughs> thinking. Let's let's do this again next week, David. <laughs> David, David, you you crazy boy. Uh, that brings us to a new segment called the Kate Otten oh, yes, Hour, Kate Otten. where we we talk. Yeah, we, we have, have an hour. Kate Otten, we're fine. To, to we're talk. Fine. About let's make this a Kate separate Otten. podcast. We I just, need, uh, I just think in deeper <laughs> leagues, I feel like he's. I just have a. I just have that gut feeling that he's going to be something. Well, you've been right Sometimes. before. Jay likes to talk about Kate Otten. Yeah. He's, you can see now he's got a little twinkle in his eye. He's not wearing a shirt yeah, anymore. That's weird. I do. You can't see the bottom half, Todd. <laughs> you can't see the bottom half. That's by design. So that's it for this episode. Now, if we see an uptick in, in Otten uh, pickups, we know that people listen right to the end. So if we see a surge in Kate Otten, please uh, let us know how that works out for you. Please. You know? Please, Please. <laughs> click like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. All right. Turn Thank around. you for joining us this week, fellas. Uh, best of luck Every this week in your leagues. Okay. Apart. I fucking <laughs> need you more tonight. <laughs> more than ever, I would say. Bye. This is the Dynasty Football Live Podcast.